Welcome to Movie Time Machine, where each episode we take movies from the past and relive them in the present. This week, we travel back to 1984 and revisit Gremlins, directed by Joe Dante, written by Chris Columbus, and starring Jack Galligan and Phoebe Cates. This is your Time Machine host, Chad, and let's meet our Time Machine co-host today. Hey, Chad, this is Jamie. I just watched one of my new favorite movies, which doesn't happen very often. It's David O. Russell's The Fighter. Hey, Casey here. I've been watching that new Explained series on Netflix. That's been pretty interesting. It's uh, James here, and I have been watching The Irishman. It is so long, but I did enjoy it. Hey, this is Chris, and uh, we have been watching Fleabag on Amazon Prime and have really enjoyed it. How about you, Chad? What have you been listening or watching? I've been watching The Watchmen. Finally jumped into that, been loving that, and finally hopped into the MCU and started with Iron Man. Which is crazy to me. (laughs) Congratulations. You did it. All right. Before we go into our Gremlins discussion, just want to let you know that new episodes drop every Friday on most podcasting platforms. Please remember to share, like, and subscribe. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Movie Machine Pod. Please send your questions, comments to read on the show. And some homework for the next episode. We'll be reviewing Christmas Vacation. And now on to the show. We're going to go over a quick synopsis of the film, touch on some box office numbers. We'll do a quick review and discussion of the film. Then we'll end with a discussion on the movies we consider holiday movies, like Die Hard, Shazam, and Nightmare for Christmas. But now on to the synopsis. Of the film. All right. Thanks so much, Chad. So, again, synopsis as usual coming from uh, IMDb here. For Gremlins 1984, a boy inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolent, I'm sorry, malevolently mischievous monsters on a small town. Um, taking a look here at uh, box office then as well, this movie had an estimated budget of $11 million. The opening weekend actually made... Uh, 12.5 million domestic gross is 153 million and worldwide gross is actually uh, about the same 153 million so not too bad they made a good amount uh, in return we talk about phoebe cats for a minute yeah with uh, like fast times well uh, here's the deal (laughs) i i don't think of her from fast times i think of her from drop dead fred Oh, yeah. I forgot about that movie. Yeah, And it's a uh, fun fact. Has anybody looked up her on IMDb recently? Right now. Yeah. <laughs> and how many movies, Chris? Four, I'm guessing. No, more than that. 19. But that's still ridiculous. Yeah. And that also means that, that she's done 19 movies since when was the last one? She, t- she was Kate Bringer. From Lego Dimensions. This would be a, in 2015. In 2015. And she didn't do anything before that until 2001. What character is that? Like, you I mean, and, oh, in Lego Dimensions. I was thinking like the Lego no, movie. Lego Dimensions. Yeah. I like, who, who knows? Like, it was in Never video. played it. Yeah, it literally says video game on here. So, like, her last legit movie, to me, 1991 Drop Dead Fred. Wow. And she's 
See anything different? I, I mean, that? that's the that's the key right there. Get in, make your money, get out. Right. <laughs> Got to make that money, man. <laughs> no, and good for her. But like, wasn't she just like for the John Hughes people? Like, she was like a sex icon, wasn't she? Like, because you said it first. You said that movie, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which I believe she did disclose herself on some occasions. Well, yeah, the well, it's a very the very famous scene, pool scene, right? Well, I mean, the only thing I remember from that was <laughs> Judge, Judge, the guy from Ryan the Beverly Hills his cock. Yeah, Reinhold, Judge Reinhold, the guy from Beverly Hills Cop. No, I'm blanking. He, he made a he made an appearance in Gremlins. He was in the beginning oh, yeah, of yeah, Gremlins, yeah, 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 yeah. He was barely in. the the fast food manager guy in Fast Times. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. He's very into fast food. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually going to bring that up. That's a hilarious mini cameo because that's the only part he's in the movie, right? Just yeah. that opening, hitting on Phoebe Cates, getting turned down. Right. I like when he says, uh, "Hey, have you come to my or have you seen my new apartment?" She's like, "I haven't seen your old apartment." He's like, "You should come and check it out. I got cable." <laughs> so good. I love the names. So I just looked it up. Judge Reinhold, his name in Gremlins was Gerald Hopkins. <laughs> what? <laughs> strong name. It is a strong name. All right, let's keep going. Yeah, I was just looking at uh, movies that came out in 1984. Uh, top to, well, Ghostbusters was the uh, highest grossing film that how year, we, followed by Temple of Doom. How do we keep going back to Ghostbusters? Do we? Word of God, Ghostbusters is named in every podcast we've done. That might just be because we really like that movie. Yeah. It's probably just an us thing. <laughs> that valid point. Yeah. We'll probably uh, we'll probably cross that, yeah, that I, bridge in 2020. How do you feel about E.T.? I love E.T. Chris only watched it for the first time two years ago. Yeah. Did you cry? Did I cry? No. Ugh, movie makes I'm me cry every time. I don't cry at movies. Generally. Did you watch the one with the guns or the walkie-talkies? Uh, walkie-talkies. Oh. Walkie-talkies. Yep. Yep. They I, actually, uh, digital, I own both. The, well, yeah. they replaced ET digitally too. Yeah, they did. Which it's is like awful. When he's like scrambling ah. and beer and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speak it really quick, not to get too far out of ourselves, but talking about beer and gremlins, right? They, they can drink the beer, right? But, but it's, water is water, unaccessible. Water is right. unaccessible. <laughs> Are we going through plot holes? Oh, no. I have a list. Just <laughs> <to> wait. <laughs> awesome. You're so happy. <laughs> you need a lot of suspension of disbelief in in this film. Yeah. You absolutely well, do. <laughs> I also just thought, like, what a weird way to like start the film too. Like with just the dad trying to like sell this like China the like, bathroom buddy. Yeah, the bathroom buddy in this like <laughs> Chinatown like I don't know little store. I just found it so bizarre. And then like there's no mention of like oh like I'm looking for a gift for my son. But all of a sudden he's like oh my god that's perfect. And I was just right. Like, what? <laughs> right. No, no. He did in the opening monologue. He mentioned something about looking for a Christmas present. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He did. He so. did. Okay. You're right. You're right. But it was that's that's it. And then oh yeah, I need a present. Yeah. What, what did they mention in the like the closing monologue? Isn't it like. Be wary. There's a gremlin in your closet. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. yeah or just trying to, to, when you're looking under your fear. bread, or when you're looking bread. looking under your bread, <laughs> when you're looking in <laughs> with that thing that. Or so oh, that's, is that Gouda? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Starting fresh. Ready? Three, two, one. Advocate. Advocate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he says the thing about looking under your bed, and it might be a gremlin. 
But okay, so he's getting a gift for his kid. Is anyone was anyone else not surprised that the kid's not like Corey Feldman's age? Like I have no idea how old his son is. He's working at the bank. He's bringing in his dog to work. Like what is going on? Yeah, it's bizarre. And yeah, we really don't ever learn how how old he is. Nope. Yeah. Again, <laughs> and why is he hanging out with the kid that's like Corey Feldman? I know. Like, right? like, like that's a huge gap in age. Honest, in the eighties, all of this was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know I I always go back to like was it his little brother no but you get that kind of feeling like I always get pulled back into like it is his little brother because yeah. it makes it seem like he's at his house but you don't invite your eight-year-old friend over <clears throat> to read comics is that just me uh, you got he probably know. comes from a broken family yeah yeah <laughs> well like so even growing up though like what was your guys's age range of friends it was all proximity friends so they that's were very five true. yeah they were 33 34 I did yeah in Texas, at least, I my was hanging out with kids that were ones. way older than me. So and I was like seven, eight. They're probably 13, 14. Than I did, which was really awkward. Okay. That one won't go away. <laughs> um. All right. I love Jarhead. What? Oh, yeah, I get it now. Coming back to me. So, Casey, you, before we started recording, you said you had a lot of notes that you oh, have taken. Yeah. So, a list. A you, list is what I heard. Why don't you entertain us here to get us kicked off on the movie discussion? Yeah, so clearly, uh, like you were saying, you have to have a, a lot of suspension of disbelief in this movie to kind of let things slide and not uh, get really hung up in the weeds on it. Uh, as I was watching this movie, I was diligently taking notes as to my reactions to certain things because it gets a little... A little squirrely in this film. That is a long list. Yeah, so what, what I did was, uh, I, starting specifically, when the gremlins took the tractor out of the barn and drove it at the crazy racist guy, which we'll get to crazy racist yeah. guy later. But yeah, so starting there, I was like, hold on a second. How do these creatures know how to drive this thing, let alone understand what this giant piece of machinery can do? Uh, so that was the first thing you, you understand. Uh, how do they know that crap? And then the list just kept going on and on. So here's a list of all the things that gremlins apparently inherently know how to do uh, that makes no sense. Traffic I lights. I, <laughs> sorry, I do have a question. Um, do, we let, do we let you go down the list and then respond after? Or do you want us to critique you during? Just think, remember the notable ones. The list is long. We can't go through each one. But here's things that, uh, that gremlins inherently know how or know uh, that they probably shouldn't know. First of all, caroling? How do they understand the Western idea of Christmas? <laughs> Let alone understand what clothes to put on to represent carolers and to ring the doorbell. How cars work. Not only how cars work, but that disconnecting the brakes would be a bad thing for someone. Uh, YMCA's have pools. He went directly to the YMCA. How does he know the YMCA is going to have a pool? Uh, in the bar, one of the gremlins was wearing a trench coat and flashed Phoebe right. Case. <laughs> so that means they also know how to be perverts. Quick on that, though. Like, why was she at the why bar that long? Why was she serving them? <laughs> the only human there that's in this list. The only human there. Why is she serving them? Uh, speaking of the bar, how do they know how to play poker? How do they know what human card games right. are? And then the Mohawk guy starts shooting guns. How do they know what a gun is and how to shoot one? His name was Mohawk. Uh, stripe. stripe. And then, oh, and then it gets even crazier. This Stripe guy is a genius. How did he know to A, operate a video camera, and B, 
set all the inputs to every TV in the store to that video camera to freak out this person. That's advanced technology skills. I don't <laughs> trust that most of you people would know how to hook up all of those inputs in the entire store. I was in the I, AV club. I could. Caught. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, and then finally, how does he know how to shoot a crossbow? How does he know how to reload a crossbow and shoot it again? How does he know how to start an attack with a chainsaw? So it wasn't until your crossbow logic I was thinking about. Clearly, these are all things that Steven Spielberg presented to gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean... I guess you could go with the theory that if these creatures spawn from Mogwai and can be destroyed, maybe when they're spawned again, because clearly this has happened before, maybe it's the same creatures being reborn. And so maybe they learned from the previous times that they were incarnated. But then that leads me to believe when they were in the trunk as cute little Mogwais, why weren't they running amok? They had the same personality as the cute fuzzy ones. They knew how to drive car, shoot guns, and, right, right. and drink and, beer. And when the whole, like, don't feed them after midnight, like, well, how long after midnight? Is it like a four-hour window? Every or day like, is after midnight, technically. <laughs> it's, it's exactly. Those are like, you know, like midnight to like sunrise. That's where I like to think of, like, Steven Spielberg came up and he's like, well, we got to have rules for these Muppets. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, you don't feed them after midnight. Like, I don't know. Like, who's he? Generino. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know for sure, though, that one rule is explained and that Gizmo doesn't partake in any of the shenanigans, which is why he's the only one in the shop. So, I mean, this 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 happened in China, right? Like, we can assume that that's why he's the only one left in the racist. Shop. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them foreign cars. Yeah. Oh, do we need to? Can we talk about racist guy? Because they gave racist guy way too much screen right, time. Right. Exactly. The damn foreigners are doing this. The damn foreigners are messing with Is my that TV. Why? I like too. Like just by turning the antenna, you can get like French television. Bitches <laughs> <laughs> about foreigners again. <laughs> right. Well, that that, that guy that was part of the joke, right? The gremlins like putting the joke on him, like, "Hey, you don't like foreigners? We're going to give you this French film." That guy definitely voted for Trump. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See, it always comes around and bites him because I, I remember a work conversation I had with racist guy at one of my previous jobs, and I drive a Honda Civic, and it he didn't he foreign car might have been said. What what is your hair color, Honda Civic driving gentleman? Exactly, ginger. And he <laughs> and he not two seconds after said Honda Civic was explaining to one of the other coworkers how he had to bring in his Chevy Malibu because the key ignition wouldn't work and started the car by itself. So, I mean, there you have it. It always comes around. I was a little worried when they first introduced racist guy because he started talking about the, the gremlins. And I was a little worried that he was going to be the one voice of reason in the whole movie. Cause it's been a while since <laughs> right, I'd watched right. it. Exactly. Like, Hold on. Spot. You're going to set racist guy up to be the right. big hero right. that saved and <laughs> tells everyone about the gremlins. We, Hold it, your horses. If that that was the case, though, we wouldn't have been too surprised, right? Like, <laughs> Not at all. Well, and that's, what's interesting to me is because hey, wait, don't, you could just move the mic. Sorry, like, man. Yeah. Just don't be like bang too much on the table, but it's all good. I'm sorry, go ahead. In three, two. Uh, that's actually what was interesting to me about it because I only watched Gremlins for the first time about two, three years ago. And I thought, racist guy, I was just laughing during the whole fucking thing. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't like if I was watching it when it came out in, what was it, 84, 83? And I probably would have felt extremely different, like, 
<laughs> this this is what everybody's like, old man. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was just interesting that like three years ago that I was like, this is just funny because nobody is like this anymore. Little do I realize error, there's a lot of people like this right now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. He's got a Chevy Malibu still broken. Boom! Boom. The effort, it's kind of like they do have him there. Like he talks about because he was he was like a World War II vet, right? And they talk about like how like um like the idea of gremlins came out of World War II, like sabotaging like uh, aircraft and stuff like that. So maybe he was just actually thrown in there for the origin story. But along the way, it just became yeah, crazy, crazy racist. <laughs> um, yeah, I gotta believe. Yeah, it's just re- reincarnation. So this was like their fourth or fifth, you know, time they've been re- reincarnated, and they just got all that back. But so, like but then they just passed on through DNA. Yeah. But think of how many there were. So that many of them have been alive at one point. They all knew how to sit down and watch a movie and eat popcorn. That's the most meta part of the whole movie. The damn gremlins knew in a movie how to go watch a movie. And uh, does anyone think that uh, Inglorious Bastards stole the whole kill everyone in a movie theater bit from this movie? (laughs) Right, Tarantino's just a huge Gremlin fan. You know, we need we scene need, thief. We need an homage to Gremlins. Where can we where can we fit it in? Hitler Gremlins, eh, same. How does everything get back to Hitler too? <laughs> I mean, we were talking about super racist guys, so natural progression. Super valid point. I just had some. Oh, uh, this movie and Temple of Doom were the two films that led to the PG-13 rating. So before this time, like, there was no PG. There was just R, then PG. So we had NC-17 before PG-13. No, NC-17 didn't come out until, like, the early 90s. Like Kids or whatever that movie was? Yeah. Yeah. The Clark Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, just going through some other facts here for the film. Uh, anything else comes up, feel free to jump right in. But um, did you know that the Gremlins film, the original script, had the the movie being a lot darker? So, like the scene where uh, the Gremlin is attacking Billy's mom, like in the tree with a knife. I guess they were going to have that scene to where she actually gets decapitated. <laughs> It's like child's play. <laughs> That's right. Well, they set um, it. They set it up too. I remember you told me this before. I rewatched it, and you can see she's cutting the cookies, and one of the gingerbread men doesn't have a head. Yeah, she's leaving the scene with the knife. Right, and I think there's also a scene too where it involves a McDonald's, and they walk into the McDonald's, and there's like all the food is there, but all the people have been eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually took that down as a note that I thought uh, Billy's mom was such a badass, like. There's noise upstairs. Let me grab a knife. Yeah, and then there's yeah. these things attacking me. I'm going to kill them. Right. But like, and did, she it's didn't run just, away and scream. She's like, right. I'm killing them. But time out. Can we also talk about how like Billy had come in and saved her, and then he brought her across the street to the neighbor's house, and then he went back, 
And she was like totally okay with that. Like as a mom, <laughs> wouldn't you be like, no, like what do you mean you're going back there? Like that to me was super bizarre. I was like, no, you like tell him you're staying here with me and then like we'll call the police or like Or stand behind me, son. I just took out four. Right. Myself. Like that's yeah, what exactly. I'm saying. Like, it was to me it was so bizarre that all of a sudden he was taking care of her after all of those amazing things she had just done. And then she was totally okay with him going back to the house. And remember his first encounter with the gremlin, he got his hand scratched and went and cried to the nurse's station to wrap it. <laughs> it's right. She's like killing four of him and oh, I get scratched by one. Which are like the the funniest like death scenes in that. Like one gets thrown in the microwave. One, one gets, gets like in the, blender. In the blender, yeah. Or like the juicer. The juicer? Is, Is it, it the juicer or blender? Yeah. I think it's a blender. Well, it's one of those stupid inventions. Yes. It's right. gotta be a blender because there's no way juicers existed in 84. No, yeah, he yeah. invented no, one, bro. Yeah, yeah he invented yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Squirted orange juice everywhere. Everywhere. Like the, the, the big, awful like, like egg cracker. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Worst idea ever. It, can we also say I was really uncomfortable with the mom cutting that onion while watching the TV show and not at all looking at what she's cutting. She's in that that knife looked dull. She's a boss though, maybe. I don't know. Well if it's dull, like why why there's would you nothing be more dangerous in a kitchen than a dull knife. How do you not know this? <laughs> I would say wrong because just over Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, my father-in-law got like a new sharpening block and sharpened all their kitchen knives. And my mother-in-law cut her hand like five times. So it sounds so, like a sharp knife. Sharp knife. Dangerous. <laughs> I would no, no, no. argue a sharp that's, knife. That's is wrong. The most it's clearly thing. she wasn't using the proper technique, which is the claw technique. No big deal. But I so do, the, speaking of irredeemable, I want to talk about the dad a little bit. Is he just <laughs> unlikable to anyone else? Oh yeah, yeah nobody likes him. Yeah, did you, did you notice like when he's at that that uh, inventors convention or whatever he goes to? I noticed like in the background of one, there's like a guy on a, a time machine from like the time machine movie. <laughs> then like <laughs> the conversation goes back and forth, and like the next shot, like the time machine's gone. There's like people like looking for it. <laughs> then he has like the Robbie the robot That's guy or whatever. Was. Like then like up against like the phone booth window then he's like talking to him and and uh billy's dad is like drinking a soda he's like how many gallons of that are you going to drink today <laughs> the, yeah i thought that was like, hilarious i thought was the robot funny. was on the phone with someone no, no i think I it was just, just behind him he, he oh. behind him talking to him yeah talking to him ripping yeah. him yeah yeah i don't <laughs> too like in this film like it was i don't remember but i think everybody in the 80s were hoarders like everyone's like houses were just like giving me anxiety. They're just like total messes. There's shit everywhere. That I mean, that's got to be a part of uh, the culture that was brought up by their parents. Like right. from like World War Two, like everything we need to keep because who knows when we're gonna need it again? When we're gonna True. lose it all? Or right. it was intense product placement because I remember distinctly in one of the opening scenes when he's like running down the road, they go right past a giant Burger King sign. I was like, oh, oh yeah. nice yeah. product placement. Speaking of uh, the opening scenes, uh, did anything seem familiar about this uh, set? Back to the Future. So is this in the Back to the Future universe? Yes. <laughs> it's one of the... So if you believe in parallel universes and fractures of time when, when travel All this broken, happened because they went back yes, in time? Yes, absolutely. That's what I was thinking, too. Wait, hold on. You guys are saying Gremlins happened because of Back to the Future? What if Billy is Marty? In an <gasps> alternate universe. And those were like, Marty, it's your kids. <laughs> <laughs> what, did they become assholes or something? No, right. worse. Right. You fed them after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> they overdrafted in the future. <laughs> like, <I'm... laughs> 
<laughs> Why does Doc? He sounds like a Bernie Sanders. <laughs> he doesn't exactly like Bernie Sanders. Well, I, I actually it's the top 2%. I would actually like you two to go back and forth about uh, the alternate universe for a second. That's as far as my thoughts got on that. Or yeah, well, that. I mean, the, fine. <laughs> Billy's dog does remind me of Doc's dog, that kind of fluffy. It was smaller. Oh, yeah. So true. there's some parallels true, I like there. That. Yeah, and we have competing time machines. I mean, we got the DeLorean, and then there's the one at the internet <laughs> convention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So clearly time travel exists in this universe. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he yeah, had, he the, had a, ti- the time machine in this is the bicycle time machine. Exactly. The DeLorean one. Yeah. Well, and uh, Phoebe, he had a Marty had a love interest before he went back in time. And, you know, he's got Phoebe Kate. So maybe it's the same. Maybe the doc in this parallel Reinhold. universe was Phoebe Kate's character's dad. They got stuck in the chimney. <gasps> and then he couldn't invent the he couldn't the figure out the flux capacitor. That's right. You never That's right. OK, since you brought up <laughs> chimney guy. <laughs> most depressing character is phoebe cates first of all the line specifically she hates christmas speaking of hating christmas i seem like that just seems rational while everyone is opening presents some people are opening their wrists <laughs> i love that line that was a direct quote when when she, they were walking on the street she says that uh and and again it's the reason she hates Christmas. Hey, the town's burning down. We just blew up the movie. Uh, it was maybe right before they blew up the movie theater. Gremlins are everywhere killing people. Now's the time for me to, to disclose my childhood trauma. Right. Can we just talk about how the person that wrote Gremlins is also the person that wrote Home Alone and is the person that wrote like all these other like really well-known happier movies? Yes, I know it's John Hughes. Yeah. But I'm just saying like... To me, it's very interesting, like just the depth that he has on like what he'll write and like what he considers like children's movies. Did John Hughes write this? Yeah. I don't think you're right about that. No. Are you if sure? you would have listened to the introduction, it was written by uh Who called out? I, think I thought Chris Columbus has the IMDB credit. No, he, he, directed, he directed, directed it. it. He directed I thought it. I thought this is a John Hughes thing that he gave up. He sold. But Joe Dante directed. On so writer is oh, then maybe it was Chris Hughes or I'm sorry Chris Columbus that Chris Columbus wrote, wrote it. it. Oh, Chris okay. Columbus was the writer, which is also fun fact wrote or directed uh, Home Alone. Well, he directed Home Alone. He directed uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, the first the Help two. Rent, which actually is a fun fact for like the John Hughes thing, because John Hughes like just the, clearly this dude loves Christmas in a certain way. Like he wants to have. Phoebe Kate slit wrists. <laughs> I agree, Casey. I think she's. You, you said the saddest character, right? Super Debbie Downer. That should have been her name. Was Debbie? Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's why when I, I had a Billy problem, he's he could not be less interested in actually taking her on a date. I just, I remember watching that scene and he asked her out and she says yes and he, I I don't know his face doesn't light up or anything. He's like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, just to cut, um, do you Jesus know who did the... Jesus uh, loves the little children. <laughs> you know who did the voice for Gizmo? Oh, uh, was that Yoda? Howie Mandel. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I did know that. <laughs> I knew that. You're not supposed to get Howie Mandel wet, either. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> True. He hates it. He hates it. <laughs> 
So, you know, we were talking about like first time we've watched this film for, so you, it was just a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. So three years ago for me. Yeah. I actually saw this movie in the theater. No way. Yep. My parents brought me and my best friend at the time, Jerry, but we always call him little Jerry. So he wasn't much younger than me. He was probably, he's like probably like six months young, younger than me, but I remember laughing <laughs> watching this movie and my friend Jerry. So I was like probably seven or eight at this time. And he was hiding underneath the chairs in the theater. <laughs> and like my mom would always retell the story and just laugh about how scared he was. <laughs> anyway, that was my first experience with the film. Well, and that, and that was what I was thinking about earlier too, is, is this a horror movie? Is this a comedy? Like what would you even, the defining genre? I feel like, I feel like if you guys showed it to your kids now, they would be kind of terrified of this movie. At the time, I don't think it was a horror movie by any means. I don't think that was the original like goal was to make a horror movie. No, but like half no. the halfway point of this film, it it turns it does, but it's still fun. Like it and like the music, it's like the violin like kind of like hits. It's like it totally has like that that vibe of a horror movie, but the comedy is still there, and like nobody is really well. You don't really see anybody dying, but like the characters that you kind of don't like through the first half of the film kind of get there. And, and that's <laughs> that's that, like, like the old lady that gets that flies Mrs. D- with a dangle or a dangle or whatever. But and you're you're spot on with that. It's the comedy that depicts the movie like it's changing it from a horror movie which could be super scary yeah like a child's play to like it, it, that's why everything is so weird like oh all these gremlins are getting slaughtered through all these inventions like and because it's funny this way yeah mm-hmm. um yeah otherwise because even we mentioned earlier drop dead fred i bet drop dead fred in that sense could be a freaking scary ass movie with their the friend, like the uh, imaginary friend, like trying to murder her mother, <laughs> like basically. I have distinct memories of watching Drop Dead Fred as a kid and being a little unsettled by it. Oh, well, there you go. <clears throat> they used to get played on network TV all the time. Yeah. Like when it like gets like flattened at one point and it's like really bad CGI, that like freaked me out. I don't know why. Super weird. Did it freak you out when he was looking up the mom's dress and was like, cobwebs? <laughs> Super weird. Didn't know what that meant. So overall, like, how do you, how do you feel like this movie is held up? Like, we, you say that you probably wouldn't show this to your kids until they're maybe much older, right? Uh, for me, like, I think it held up just fine. Yeah. For what it was. Yeah. Uh, what's weird to me is however many movies that we keep remaking, how come Gremlins isn't one of them? Gremlins 3 script, I think, is... I is think that, it, like, in the works in right the now? Works, yeah. Like, that's crazy to me that, like, we haven't done that yet, but we've done Jumanji twice. Like... <laughs> Such what? a great point. Right. Also a Christmas movie. Um, I would argue... Like, I think... I enjoyed this movie still. I think it looks old. Like it just, it looks like an eighties film. Um, Don't they all look like eighties films? (laughs) Yeah. Like it just, I would like to, I would like to see a reboot. Like, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. 
Um, but I disagree unless they like Guillermo del Toro. He's the only one who could do it. I would watch that. I think Again, the, do you see go ahead. I think the animatronic gremlins add to it though. They're they're a little uh uh disarming. They're not that scary because they're animatronic little muppety things. Right. Agreed. If it was all CGI, CGI it's gonna be CGI and it's gonna be bad. It'd be bad and it would yeah. probably be scarier. It'd be more towards horror, less like comedy. Which I don't think which I'll which what also would lead to what if we did it as a horror movie? I don't think it would be as good. It's like if this took like the darker route that it was originally written, like I don't think this would have been a good movie. Challenge accepted, Jordan Peele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he could probably do a good Gremlins. Right? Yeah, true. true. Oh, I just had a thought on something I wanted to share. Uh, shit. The lab scene was actually probably the scariest when you haven't even seen the gremlin and he's like going in there and it's dark and that film was playing. That was actually genuinely probably the scariest bit. Once they once he goes in the pool and then they take over the town, then it just goes over the top and it's kind of campy 80s horror. But that scene, I could I could see uh, your friend little what's his face getting scared at that scene in the movie theater. Yeah. Little I just Jerry, little Jerry, little Jerry, little Jerry. If you're out there listening, you're somewhere out there. Um, what I, I do remember now, what I did want to ask, like, did this movie like kick off like the mini monster movie craze, like Ghoulies, Critters, like any of those films? Like, because I think Probably. Ghoulies came out like a year or two after this, Critters around the same time, and with Ghoulies we got four of them, and Critters we got three, I think. And also, probably uh, like I, Killer Tomatoes from Outer Space and Corey like, Feldman's first movie. Yeah, his yeah. Movie? His first, like, yeah. I think he did like some ant, like voiceover stuff for um, a cartoon, and so it was like this. Then Lost Boys, he was like, he did this, and some other movie came out this year that he was in. I don't remember, but yeah, then he it was uh, this um, Goonies. Stan <laughs> what? He was in the first, the original, like. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. He was like, I thought Don he was. Tello? I thought he was Michelangelo. He might. I thought it was Michelangelo, but maybe he was Donatello. I don't remember. Yeah, but it was like. A, I mean, so you did like, like Gremlins, Goonies, Stand by Me, Lost Boys. He's in one of the Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, actually, yeah, the ninety five, the final chapter. Yeah. Did anyone liars? See, did anyone <laughs> see his music? Have you seen the YouTube video of him doing a song on like the Today Show? I only no. remember him losing like a tooth and an audience member giving it back to him. What are your feelings on Corey Feldman? Well, I've seen that video that'll yeah. change your feelings no matter what. It's you can't unsee it. Well, I, is I that good? I will leave it as is. In the it's nicest bad. way possible, I feel like he's like a Lindsay Lohan. Like he, I don't think he has gone far off the radar like yeah. Lindsay did, but I also think that she had a very specific timeline and can't get back into what she wish, what she would like yeah, to do. Yeah, and true. I think Corey is like the same thing. Like there's no way he's getting yeah. back Corey was definitely diddled though. Like he's come out and said stuff about that. Well so, with, with Michael, right? No. Oh. Like with the people that are probably still not oh, the Weinstein type people. He oh. was totally like Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah, was definitely yeah, taken yeah. advantage of. He said things yep, about that's it. Right. And people I like forgot about that. haven't Taking him seriously, but there's some messed up stuff in yeah. Hollywood. I like I like the window like between like Gremlins and like before he the Corey's like was it Corey uh, uh Aim, yeah like license to drive. Yeah, I whatever. can't stand that shit. But 
Right. Any other feelings? I think uh, just Corey. I hope you're doing okay. Right. We'll get him. We love you, Corey. Be strong. <laughs> oh, Come I on, did. Have... Daniel, be strong. Be strong. Come on. I had one note we didn't get to. Uh, Phoebe Cates' dad dying in the chimney. Yeah. He slipped and broke his neck. Was he going down no, head, head first? first. <laughs> yeah. Right. How else do you? Okay, just had to ask for clarification. And that's how I found out Santa Claus didn't exist. Such a bummer. Yeah, I think this movie's held up. I don't need to add anything to that. Jamie, have any final thoughts on the film? No, I I didn't want to bring it down a step. It was weird. I rewatching it. It was you know I love all the '80s movies. That's my sweet spot. This one was like half a step behind my love from what I remember before, and I couldn't place it. I think it might have been Billy. I think it might have been like I, my mind couldn't disassociate Back to the Future. Billy, don't be a hero. Yeah. yeah, but no, I mean it's it's fun. It's Gremlins. Good stuff. Yeah, I think it's just quintessentially eighties. It just feel the the feel, the vibe, the music, the acting, bad and good, mostly bad, is mm-hmm. all. It's very quintessential eighties. All right. Why don't we get into the discussion now of debating or talking about maybe what you would consider a holiday. Let's talk about the non-holiday holiday film. So we're talking like uh, those who consider like Die Hard and I also saw Shazam as a holiday film, James. Right? Was that you? I did say that, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, whoever wants to jump in, go. Um. Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, I'll go down the list. And uh, Die Hard, clearly. Die Hard is always one of them. I mean, it could be Die Hard or Die Harder. They both are valid. Jamie, thoughts? Die Hard. Um, I never thought of it as a Christmas movie until everyone told me that it was, and now I can't unthink that. I guess that's where I'm at with Glass Die Hard shattered. as a Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. So is this something, do you watch Die Hard every Christmas I do. season? I do. Okay. I only watch Die Hard in December. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's actually a Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't know if you guys watch uh, that show or not, mm-hmm. but there's a Die Hard episode because that's one of the main characters' favorite movies, and it's a Christmas episode. It is hilarious to me <laughs> the whole time because he's like, "I'm reliving Die Hard." <laughs> it's <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, Iron Man Three. Uh, I thought it was one of the better of the Iron Mans. Another Robert Downey Jr. one, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang happens during the holiday season and they go to a they go to a Christmas party, which I love that movie so much. Oh, did you have it on there? No way. That was <laughs> that was another one that my wife and I were discussing that I didn't want to tell you and just to see if you came up with it. But yeah, Kiss Kiss and Bang Bang was one of them. Um another one that uh we were discussing. So Harry Potter for me, uh I also it, had that it's just always Christmas. November yeah. releases. No. Is it uh, I late just, November releases? But they always I, have like the on snow. On a podcast, was, you can't see facial expressions, but you should have seen the full dry heave that came out of Chad's mouth right now. Can we talk about Harry Potter? No, I mean you can, but so you have no interest. No, and I've actually watched Harry Potter, and I tried reading the first book. So, oh, see, that's was it too advanced? The <laughs> yeah, Honestly. yeah, I could get past the. <laughs> you got to advocate. <laughs> As an adult, you can generally skip the first one or two. It doesn't get oh, yeah. really interesting until three, four on. Yeah, is three with time travel? Uh, yes. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that, but I still walked out of it. I just I, I can't get past the fucking f- Gary Oldman is serious. The wizard so shit good. and like 
fucking magic wands and flying on yeah, bloops. Yeah, you like fucking Star Wars. Like it's the yeah. same so, idea. So you're like, no, just shoot him. Just shoot him. A bullet will take care of everything. <laughs> I just can't. Okay, so Luke Skywalker versus Harry Potter. What wins? Wander lightsaber. <laughs> well, that's the Harry can fly. He has a broomstick. Can't, can't, I just can't. Oh, but the force, the force, fly. the force. Here's, here's, here's the thing here's that the I struggle thing with gonna... is it is the, they they're both sci-fi esque movies. Like no. they're fan, you're calling no. you're calling fantasy and sci-fi that that diff, that far apart. How, like, how do you not see the similarities in it? it Luke wins. He uses the force to Harry, take Harry's wand. No, Harry Potter is is. Uh, so I, I mean, was thinking no. Rent. Anyway, Rent is a good Christmas movie. <laughs> we, we need to do a whole Harry Potter debate episode, maybe. Sure, I would be totally on board with that. Uh, we should do one where uh, we sit and watch Harry Potter together. You, like you pick your favorite like live action, pick your favorite Harry Potter movie, <laughs> like y'all, larping. Y'all come together and what the best Harry Potter film is, and we'll just sit down and watch it. Well, it'll, it'll just be me quoting it the whole time, <laughs> so and it would also me, be that's... all of us saying, "Let's just watch Azkaban." Yeah. Yep. All right, let's do it. Order of the Phoenix, but okay. I would also <laughs> be okay with that. Uh, Shazam was also on there uh, after Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Nice work, Chris. Uh, in Bruges. Yeah. Is that on Christmas? It, it happens in Christmas. It yeah, happens yeah. during the season, yeah. It does. Uh, also, <laughs> Jumanji, Ryan, uh, Robin Williams. Wow, I haven't seen that in a long time. Because that's where they ended up at the end of the movie. <laughs> but see, is it is, is it a Christmas is your list movie? Over? Well, I'm, are I'm you gonna thinking, do just so friends? So are these movies that I guess I'm more thinking of like this is, a, this is a this is a hot. Oh, okay, got it. Just because they go to Christmas at the end of the movie, I don't know that that qualifies as a Christmas movie. Which no, one? I'm are thinking, you saying? This is Jumanji. something that you watch during the holiday season. So you're wondering how many of these do I actually watch during the holidays? So this yeah. isn't this isn't a okay. list of unconventional uh, Christmas movies. You're right. I don't is, watch Batman oh. Returns, which takes place over Christmas during the <laughs> holiday season. Uh, what's what's the better Batman? Uh, the Dark Knight, but Batman Returns is second. Okay. I like you cannot even put those in the two same <laughs> universe. Are you kidding me? One A, one B. I mean, okay. Uh, Die Hard, yes. Uh, Harry Potter, yes. Rent, yes. In Bruges, yes. So only, yeah, four or five of those do I actually consider holiday movies. You know, I know what it is. It's because it's Harry Potter weekend always in the winter. That's why you guys feel that way. great call. ABC, Harry Potter weekend. That is such a great call. Do you think I own cable? No. (laughs) So the 23 days of Christmas. Go to Judge... uh... Reinhold's character. Go to his house. He's got the Harry Potter weekend going. (laughs) Can't even watch the Mandalorian. <laughs> ah, so good. Today's episode that was kind of. Oh, I mean, I can obtain them outside of this. All right, and that's what happens with movie timeline. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, I would agree. That's a good list. I had you. I didn't have anything. Yeah, Chris doesn't celebrate or doesn't like Christmas. So yeah, I don't like Christmas. So no, I don't watch Chris's Christmas list. Is like American History X. Whoa! And <laughs> Schindler's List. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I don't it's like, like Christmas. Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Hostel. <laughs> Hostels 2. <laughs> Saw. Murder. <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> the Jigsaw Trilogy. All right. Let's beat this horse. No, no, no. Let's keep going. You Thought guys, I love it. Great. Keep it going. <laughs> Paw Patrol. <laughs> Chases on the case. No, no, keep going, keep going. No, continue. Uh, no, I honestly didn't have anything uh, outside of what you said. So I had Die Hard, Just Friends, Harry Potter, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, and then Scrooge, the Bill Murray one. But that's like a... That's a, it's a proper, yeah. Proper, I love that movie. Yeah, I would say that Scrooge and I just like Bill Murray. Just Friends are straight-up Christmas movies. That's fair. Like I said, I don't really like Christmas, so it's hard for me to come up with that list. But it's that time. Christmas time is here. A little tease for the next episode. Yeah, mine is uh, the only film I want to talk about was uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's that's a movie that, well, lately now, like, we watched a lot between Halloween and Christmas. And sometimes months after Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's the nightmare before Christmas So once yeah, Christmas right. ends It's still before the next Christmas That's right It's like feeding after midnight Exactly Same <laughs> same rules apply I think your argument Or your question though Was whether or not It's a Halloween or a Christmas movie Yeah so I consider it both actually okay. But I watch I do watch this film Usually around the holidays I think it as a Christmas movie Because yeah. I think the idea Is like he's trying to Im- Embody making Christmas, yeah, making embrace Christmas, like Christmas, making Christmas. That movie about Chris hating Christmas. Well, no, he loves <laughs> Wait, Christmas. Yeah. I can't. I don't. Know, I can't remember. Maybe you are Jack Skellington, and we need to figure out how to get you to love Christmas. Well, if I remember correctly, uh, one of Chris's favorite songs of all time is Jack's Lament. <laughs> is that the what's this one? What's this? I do love that song. That song is so fucking What's catchy. What's this? There's magic everywhere. I love that entire soundtrack. It's pretty Danny Elfman Danny did Elfman all of that, which is Danny Elfman. phenomenal. We talk about Danny yeah. Elfman well, in every yeah, episode. He could do a Danny Elfman. He could. <laughs> we really could. All right, Janie. Danny. Well, it. Did James, you just? Huh? Did you just go through your list? No, I I was struggling oh. to come up with yeah. something. I'm glad everyone else was talking because I I really don't have anything except for the Christmas movies. I watch Home Alone every year and even in July. But um. Did you watch the the movies that made us? One of their episodes is it's Home so Alone, good. and it is so. That was one of the most interesting like episodes of anything I've seen. Like all the background to that, like the whole battle of the budget, if you will, was right. phenomenal. And J- Joe Pesci not being able to not swear. I on know. Set. <laughs> like, and also how difficult he is to work with. Apparently, yeah, I had no idea. He yeah, was, me either. Yeah. Are you surprised? No, <laughs> no. Did you think that Joe Pesci was any different than what am I a clown? I don't know. Like, like, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I want to think of. We him. got a rib. We got a leg. Yeah. Hey, look, we got a wing. Yeah, I don't want to think he's like just playing himself for some reason in those movies. Like, I like the idea that he's acting. <laughs> him and Robert Downey Jr. Same thing. They just play themselves. Yeah, I think one hundred percent. And also, I like to think that Daniel Stern the whole time was just like. Daniel Stern, like, but like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Marv. <laughs> that was the best part of the, I. 
you guys should watch it. I don't want to ruin anything, but he Daniel Stern's like a no name actor and kind of pulls this baller move. They're trying to pay him less. So he, you know, tries to pull rank and they're like, all right, you're fired. And the new actor they bring in doesn't work. So they're like, wait, 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 you know, come on back, Dan. Let's yeah. reshoot this stuff. Because I think they were going to do like three extra days of shooting. They weren't going to pay him for it or That's something. That's what it was. Yeah, it was maybe it was three extra days or three extra weeks, but they weren't going to pay him. And they were like. Thank you for listening to Movie Time Machine. And remember, don't get them wet. Keep them out of bright light and never feed them after midnight. Goodbye.